Welcome to the Who Is He podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Ferentino, and this podcast is all about learning how to grow in your relationship with God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So grab a snack, a cup of coffee, some water, and let's get to it. Welcome back. I have not made a podcast in a while. Um, so you are hearing me right now talking to my Instagram, but I'm also making my podcast. So I'm going to give it a couple more minutes and wait for people to come in. And tonight we are going to be talking about a word that the Lord it was not just a word, it was actually an amazing vision as well, but it was a prophetic word and vision on God's anointing and what it means to have it and hold it and use it. And so I wanna dive into that and give you what he told me. And I already asked him in prayer many times if I could share this because he gave me this vision and this word last week. Um, but I asked him in prayer if I could share it with you and he said yes. So, um, I know that a lot of times when we get visions and when we get word of knowledge, word of knowledges and however you want to say that, um, I would suggest and recommend that you always go to the Holy Spirit and pray about it first because, there are things that he will show you and tell you that are not always made for others. Sometimes they're strictly just for you. Um, and honestly, there are times as well where they could also be for others, but maybe not in that exact moment. So this is something that I'm still working on. Um, but that's something that I had to learn as well. And so I would definitely say if he shows you a vision or a word of knowledge, Um, definitely a prophetic word for you or someone else or the body of Christ as a whole, I would say definitely go to him in prayer and ask him if A, you want, if he wants you to share it with anybody at all, um, or B, if he does, when will that be? Um, Because the answer might be no. He might say, no, this is just for you. Um, or maybe he wants you to write it down and not forget about it and come back like three years later. And then now he wants you to, um, explain and tell and share the word that he gave you in that moment. So definitely pray about that. But again, um, people on my podcast and people on Instagram, I really wish I could go live on YouTube. Every single time I try to go live, it doesn't work. So if anyone knows why or can help me out let me know but I don't even I don't know how to do it um I I don't think I'm doing anything wrong but every single time I try to click to go live on my YouTube it literally like has me go through all the promptings and then it doesn't let me do it so I don't know I'll figure that out later that's who cares um all right so I already mentioned this in the very beginning, but this is a a prophetic word that God gave me and a vision. It was a vision along with a prophetic word that he gave me last week. And I did a three-day Daniel fast for something personal. And uh, so this happened before um, he basically told me in my spirit, I want you to fast. So um, 
uh, I have been praying about this since last week and he definitely gave me the green light to go ahead and share this with everybody. And I do think it's something very important for the body of Christ. So, um, first of all, let me start talking about anointing. Some of you might not even, maybe you've never really been to church and you've never heard of that name or that, that word before. Maybe um, you're just not too familiar with it, but you have heard it before. Sorry if you hear my kids in the background. Um, but basically, uh, the word anointing. So um, the Greek word for anointing is actually, and I cannot say this. So if you're Greek, I'm very sorry, but it's creo, creo, okay? Creo, something like that it means key, which is really cool. Um, but that is where that word uh, anointing or anointed, sorry, comes from, sorry, anoint. I'm messing this all up, but you get the point. So the word anoint is a Greek word for creo. Okay. It means key. And that actually means to be consecrated and consecrated means to be set apart. So Jesus was actually the anointed one. Um, he was just him alone was, he was the anointed King. Um, and so there's many, many, many uh, verses that will show you and explain to you um, basically how Jesus's anointing worked while he was here. Um, but I'm going to dive into not him being anointed. I'm going to be talking about what does God's anointing mean for us. So we can have an anointing on us. We can pray for anointing. Uh, we can pray that our anointing increases. He can give us, um, just like, you know, we have a measure of faith and we have, I believe we have a measure of many different gifts that he gives us. Um, but I truly believe that he can give you a large amount of, um, of anointing and then we can actually do things that can have him take that away. Why would you ever want that to be taken away? Um, because with anointing comes power. Um, and we're not talking about witchcraft here. We're not talking about some mystical type of power here. We're talking about God's power. So we can get into that too. So I'm going to explain this really quick and give you some verses because I always want it to um, point back to scripture and point to Jesus. And then I will tell you what his vision and um, what he said to me was last week. So obviously Jesus had a very um, unique anointing, but again, we're going to be talking about his anointing for us and what that actually means for the body of Christ. So um, it says right here, this is how we receive the anointing of Jesus, or as Paul explains in Romans 13, 14, we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul further illustrates this idea with the picture of baptism in Galatians 3.27 when he writes that if we have been baptized into Christ, then we have put on Christ. Um, but it doesn't end there. So the Holy Spirit's presence yields this type of anointing power. So with that comes the miracles and the healing and uh, just so many amazing things. Somebody could be singing worship. Maybe they're a worship leader or, you know, maybe they're not, but they could have an anointing in their voice. They could have an anointing through their songs. And because of that, be, because the Holy Spirit is working through their anointing in their voice. And when they sing, we can actually be healed from that. So it's not like we're being healed listening to these people necessarily, but it's the anointing on them and in them 
that is where the Holy Spirit is working through, okay? So that, when someone has an anointing on their life, the miracles and the healings are all right there. The power, and actually you can also spread that onto someone else. You can anoint others when you yourself are anointed. So remember, anointed means consecrated, set apart. So how do we do that? Well, a lot in, in almost all my videos, I talk about living a holy and righteous life. So what are you listening to? That matters. Um, I just can't really, and I'm, I'm just being honest here, I can't really imagine a super anointed person for God doing all these miraculous things because of the Holy Spirit working in them so well. But then at nine o'clock, they're like, all right, well, I'm done for the day. And they kick back and watch a demonic movie, listen to rap and chug a, a 40. I mean, does that make sense? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Not even like in the real world. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't even sound good. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? You know, what are you letting into your eye gates, your ear gates? I talk about this all the time. Your mouth gates. What are you, are you cursing people? Are you literally cursing yourself all the time? Um, these are things, you know, because again, I've said this in another video as well. When we accept Christ, we literally in scripture, it says that we receive the Holy Spirit. He comes and lives and dwells in us, in our bodies. Our bodies are also temples or houses. Um, he comes and lives in us. So he can't necessarily work through you in a lot of ways if you're living in sin hardcore, if you're like drinking every single night or, you know, smoking weed every single day. You just, it's just not going to happen. It's not, you're not, you're not consecrating yourself. You're not setting yourself apart. Now, do we, does he expect us to just change like that in a day? No, that's not how it works. But the point is that we should strive for this. We should strive to live as holy and as righteous as we can so that he can use us, not just for our lives, but for others. And in so doing that, that also shows and, and, and helps lead others, but we're showing them how to live, right? So that God can use them. Do you see how this goes here? It's just like anything else in life, like laughter is contagious, being depressed. And if you were to walk into a household right now and every single family member in that household was depressed and negative, you're gonna feel that. So every single thing that we do trickles down everything, everything that we do, even in our everyday lives. If I decide to just stop, you know, washing my dishes for a couple of days, well, they're going to start piling up on the, on the sides of the counters, right? So it's literally like that in everywhere, in every other area of our life, spiritually, mentally, physically as well. It's not just, okay. And also here's another physical example. If I started working out today, let's say it was my first day working out but I do it a little bit more tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And I'm building a habit. I'm building a routine. And before you know it, my body's going to change, right? My habits are going to change. So when we start to live this consecrated life of moving things aside and, and, uh, being mindful of what we're watching, what we're letting in to our household and to our actual physical bodies, our temples, then things start to get kickstarted, just like that working out. You're gonna start noticing more and more and more. 
um, little things that you probably used to do that you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to this right now. It doesn't even feel good. And before you know it, you're just becoming more pure, more and more and more and more, you know, and it's not just about, you know, doing all these, uh, things and then that and then you're you know also just um not showing love to your neighbor you know there's those are other ways that we can be consecrated as well is are you listening to you know the word where it, it tells us how we should be as people are you loving your enemy are you loving your neighbor um there's just there's so many amazing but beautiful details in how we can truly consecrate ourselves so um, that is where the more you do that, the more he is able to come in and literally just anoint you for whatever your mission is for him, whatever your assignment is for him. And then because of that, um, you're, you're going to be able to see more miracles and more healings around you and, and even just people coming around you and feeling the presence of God. That is huge too. It doesn't mean that you have to be super anointed in order for them to feel that at all. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm just saying that the more consecrated you are, the more you strive and you live like Christ every single day, the more that anointing from the Holy Spirit can grow and can be used. So I hope that makes sense. Um, there was a few other, let's see here. So when we are saved, the anointing of God puts the Holy Spirit into our hearts. This mark, this puts a mark or impression of royal ownership on our lives, which authenticates and guarantees who we are and whom we belong to. So anointing matters. Um, scripture is also clear that God's people can also have a kind of anointing, but it is different than many people think. We see this additional usage of the word in 2 Corinthians 1.20 through 1.22. Or, sorry, 1.22. I don't know why I said 22nd. When Paul teaches that for all the promises of God, find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. Uh, and it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So... There is scripture on us being anointed. I already talked about the ways that you can consecrate yourself to be anointed. Uh, we talked about the power. It's not about, you know, being mystical or anything like that. Um, so, yeah. The Holy Spirit pours himself, himself onto, anoints, or empowers believers to perform special tasks. Tasks. I can never say that word. From God to accomplish his purposes. This is also how John described it in 1 John 2, 27. So, um, okay. And there's so many other Bible characters that we can talk about that were anointed. And we don't even have to get into that. Um, Moses, Daniel, Samson. If you know these stories, this will start ringing a bell of what it really means to have that anointing on your life. Samson was so crazily strong he was so strong he what he just he had that supernatural ability to to be strong so that was an anointing that was an anointing in him that was a calling on his life and because of that calling there was the anointing from god for him to be able to pick up these things and move these things and be as strong as he was um 
there was, okay, Psalm, Psalms 105.15. This is important to remember so that we do not misinterpret the famous verse, touch not mine anointed. So when we see that there are these people that were very anointed, right? And again, we're still seeing this today. This is not just for the Bible characters, okay? But when we see that people are very anointed, God right here, he, and, and I know that this was about David as well. There was a, um, I'm pretty sure that this exact one was about David, but he was very big on his people being like, don't touch my anointed. Um, so there is a very special gift that kind of encompasses that. So that's interesting uh, because of the vision that he gave me. And that's kind of what I want to get into. So um, basically what he showed me last week was I was praying and all of a sudden I saw myself holding this very little delicate box. Okay. And I want you to imagine like carrying an egg on a spoon. Okay. You're going to be very careful to not drop it right? You're going to be looking down the whole time, like making sure you're walking in a straight line. Like you're going to do everything. Basically, you can't look any other way. You can't focus on anything else because all you are focusing on is literally not dropping that egg. I, if you've ever done those little races before on field day in school, I know you know what I'm talking about. Another thing that I could um, reference is maybe holding a newborn baby. When you hold that newborn baby, you're holding it so delicately, so tightly, being careful like no one bump me because I'm holding this little baby and you just feel this love for it and you just naturally, I feel like it's a natural thing for not just mothers but for all humans to just look at this baby and just be like so delicate with it and you just already feel that love and that natural uh, nurturing you know, qualities that kind of come into play where you just want to take care of this baby and you want to protect it and make sure that no one's going to touch it and no one's going to abuse it, right? So it's probably a little bit better uh, than the egg thing because of the things that he was telling me along with this little box. So I was seeing myself hold this little box, okay? And God said, in this box is my anointing. But the thing is, is when you open the box, yes, there's power, but it's not about the power. And that's the thing is for so long, so many of us have just been so drawn to wanting God's anointing for the power. And yes, his power is incredible. And yes, it's very exciting and it's very fun to be able to witness miracles and, and healing and things that don't make logical sense. Yeah, that's really, really fun. But the thing is, is Sometimes we can get so caught up in that, that it takes us away from building our relationship with the Lord because we're so enthralled by the miracles, right? Like that's all we can focus on is we just want more, 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 and we're not focusing on our relationship with the Lord and, or, you know, and because of that, we become blind to his mission his mission, not ours, his assignment, not ours. You see what I'm saying? And so we get so caught up in the miracles and the things that we're seeing and all these things that we are forgetting that he gifted us an anointing. There is a gift in anointing. 
Okay, you don't just get to live your everyday life like I was saying before and, you know, play video games all day and you're drinking, you know, alcohol all day and you're just partying on the weekends and you're not you're not thinking about what what, you know, any part of sacrificial things that you can do to set time out to spend time with God and to have him grow you and to have you, you know, build that relationship. So He's not going to just give his anointing to anybody. Does that make sense? I mean, I really hope that you're understanding all these things that we've been talking about as far as the consecration and, and all these things. And we look at the characters in the Bible, the people in the Bible, and the people who had his anointing in such a profound way, we look and we study their lives. What were they doing? You know, what did God tell them to do? So basically, this box, yes. Like he told me, there is so much power in this box, but it's not about the power. It's about how you carry the box. It's about how you carry my anointing. Are you loving my anointing? Are you are you cherishing it? Are you treating it well? Are you not abusing it? Are you just, are you, do you know when to use it? Do you know how to use it? You know, so it's not about so much about the power. It's actually about caring for the box of anointing, you know? And then, so I had this vision where I was holding this box and I was delicately walking over to another person and I handed them the box of anointing. And then they took the box from me and they did the same thing that I was doing, carefully walking with the box, just like we talked about with the baby, carefully walking with the box, loving on the box, cherishing the box, knowing how to use the box. So that is the word that I want to give you. That That's what he's wanting us corporately as the body of Christ to remember and to know that he wants to give you his anointing. He wants to pour out his anointing to you. But number one, if you're not living a consecrated life, how can he do that? I really hope you understand that there is a verse in the Bible that says you can't serve two masters. And then in, in Revelation, he talks about people being lukewarm. You were neither too hot or too cold. You were in the middle. So you're going to church on Sunday. You're filling a pew. You're praising a couple songs that you know. And then you're going home. And then that entire week, you're cursing people out who cut you off in traffic. You roll your eyes at the homeless man at the corner. You're cursing out the person at Starbucks because they got your order wrong and you're running late because of something that you forgot to do. You see where I'm going here? You and, and so we're wanting this anointing and we're wanting the, the, the we, we want, it's so selfish, right? Because we want the anointing. We want the power to see the miracles because yes, like we talked about, it is fun. It is exciting. That is the fun part about God is seeing that supernatural stuff and living in that supernatural place where we can be able to see that. And he wants us to be able to be excited about that. He wants us to be able to live like that. But what you're not understanding, what a lot of you guys don't understand is that's not going to come if you can't get right with God. If you can't continue, again, I'm not talking overnight. He's not expecting overnight. He created us. He knows how humans work.
but he's wanting us to have that heart and that drive and that passion and, and the love that is so big for him that every day we wake up striving and asking him, how can I consecrate myself more? What can I do to receive your anointing? Not just for me, not to abuse the power like we talked about in the box, because it's not about the power. I want to witness the power. I would love to use the power, but more than anything, I want the box so that I know that you trust me. And so I can be used because life is too short and I want to be a vessel for him. So that's what he's wanting to hear from us. Lord, I know it's not about the power. It's not just about that. I want to be so consecrated for you in your kingdom. Don't think about yourself. Think kingdom minded. Okay? Like we are brothers and sisters here. You Do you know what I'm saying? Like this is not about money. This is not about anything other than we all should want us all to understand how things work, especially in the spiritual realm, not just in the realm where God and his angels are. Okay. I'm also talking about the demonic realm as well. How can you fight off your enemy if you don't even know a, pa a page in his playbook? How? Do you understand what, like, I really hope this is, this is making sense because this is really important stuff. So it was such a short vision and it was such a, a short but beautiful thing that he said. You know, it's, it's not about the power in the box. It is about what you do with that box. And when you give it to others, are you carefully and lovingly giving it to them? And, and, and I hope that when you receive the anointing from God, that you want to cherish it, that you want to give it off to someone else as well so that they can live out their task and their mission with God's calling and anointing on them as well. And then hopefully it just keeps repeating. Just like I talked about in the beginning, if I get lazy today and I don't want to do this dish, well, tomorrow I might feel lazy and I might not want to do those dishes and it just keeps piling up. So in a positive way, I really hope that this can trickle down. I hope there's some things that we talked about that really just maybe we're going to, I'm going to pray for you at the end, but I hope that there are some things that kind of went off in your mind where it stuck out to you. Maybe God showed you a vision as we were talking just now. Maybe there was something that God put on your heart where you just, you know, were able to have that revelation where it's like, you know what? I, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but I can do more. I can do more to consecrate myself. And maybe he's bringing something to your mind or your heart right now. And you're feeling that conviction where you're like, you know what? There is this one thing that I keep telling the Lord I'm going to give up or I'm going to stop, but it's so hard. Um, and, and maybe he's telling you right now, listen, this is your chance to take that out of your life so that you can live that consecrated life so the anointing can flow through you more. And remember, it's not this is not just about ourselves, it's not just about us. This is about God's kingdom. This is thinking kingdom minded. So we want that that anointing to sorry, the anointing to flow easily. 
so that we can help others. And then again, hopefully that just keeps trickling down. God wants to be able to have his anointing to flow easily so that people can be healed, so that people can be delivered, so that people can receive Christ. So I'm not trying to sound like a broken record, but to kind of just go through really quickly of what we talked about, consecrating ourselves so that we can receive God's anointing or an increase in anointing. And so that we can just remember that when we do receive this anointing, first of all, what is it on? You know, are you a singer? Are you, is that where your anointing really flows? And it doesn't mean that it has to be in one area. Okay. You can just be an anointed person and wherever you go, people just feel the presence of God. They feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're able to really just touch them and they, and they just get that fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe that, maybe you're really, really, really good with, um, bringing people into the kingdom. Maybe you're winning souls every day. Maybe you are a, a prophetic dancer and you carry an anointing. And so when you dance and people look at you, people are getting healed. People are receiving Christ. People are, are falling to their knees because of the presence of God. So it really has nothing to do with us. All we, are, are, all we need to do is, is consecrate ourselves and open up ourselves to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit to flow through. So I'm going to pray for you guys. And uh, if you missed any of this video, definitely you can go back and watch this. Um, but I really hope that the Holy Spirit brings some things to your mind and to your spirit of things that maybe you've had it in your mind for a long time that you need to give up um, to consecrate yourselves. Or maybe there's just something that is, is standing in the way of really, truly receiving his anointing for your life. And again, when we don't get that full receiving, it's not just about, you know, that we are missing out on like for ourselves. It's really for the body of Christ because we all have, sorry, my phone is dying. We all have a, a mission and assignment to certain people. So basically if you and me, we could walk into a room right now and it could be full of a hundred people and maybe you will reach seven people right? And you get them to receive Christ into their hearts. And maybe I only reach one person. Well, there's no reason for me to get upset about that because maybe that's just not, I, my assignment was that one person. Does that make sense? So you have to also understand that we all have, um, as the body of Christ, right? We all have a certain mission. We have the same mission. Okay. Actually, it's very easy. I even have it on a shirt from my church. It's right. Preach the gospel, cleanse, um, cleanse, sorry, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, right? Go out into the nations, preach the gospel, do all these things in Jesus's name, right? So we all have, that's actually a command for every single believer. So we all have that authority. We all have that command on us. So we all can do that mission, okay? So there's a corporate mission that we all have as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Then there are individual missions. And maybe you have a main calling, a main mission on your life, but it doesn't mean that you can't have smaller missions every day. Um, I hope that makes sense to you. I've never been in the military, but I feel like you could maybe kind of understand that if you were. My husband was in the military. And so there may be a, a different mission every day. Does that make sense? 
but that doesn't mean that that's your main mission. Um, so that's another whole, we could do a whole other video on that, on learning how to individually learn what your mission and assignment is. And it's really just having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's really just praying to him every day and just asking him, what would you like me to do today? How can I serve you today? You know, I don't care if it's financially. I don't care if you have $5. Maybe he wants to use three. And then next week, bless you with a hundred. You know, it's like, it's not our money. It's his. So we can ask him every single day. How can I consecrate myself so that you can use me today? How can I be a vessel for you? You know, and in that little by little, you're going to change more and more and more things that he's, you know, kind of prompting you to change. Um, but he's so gracious and he's so merciful that he's really not expecting you to just completely just be this holy, holy, holy person right away. It just doesn't work like that. It really does not. Um, but I don't want to just downplay that either because there is a great importance in being righteous and holy and consecrated, consecrating yourself so that he can use you. Um, okay. I have, uh, I am doing a deliverance, uh, for someone on zoom in 10 minutes. So I'm going to pray for you guys. And if you have any questions, obviously you can always just, you know, DM me whenever. All right, so dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for every single person that has uh, listened to this video tonight. Um, everything that you do, every time anyone goes on a Zoom call when it has to do with you, Father, it is always a divine appointment for the other person on the other end listening in. There is a reason that you um, allow them to see uh, whoever goes live when they talk about you um, at, that point, at that point in time because you have made that divine appointment. Um, so we thank you for that. We thank you for um, just your amazing, incredible timing and how it all works. We thank you that um, I was able to get across to maybe somebody. Um, I, I pray, Father, that right now that you would just release a, a vision to them or a word of knowledge in their spirit. Just allow them right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, to feel whatever it is that you have been wanting them to stop because it's blocking their consecration journey, I break it off right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that you just put it in their mind, put it in their spirit to be able to see and know exactly what it is. Maybe it's drinking too much. Maybe they're just, maybe they have a problem with alcoholism. Maybe it was a generational thing. Um, maybe they are addicted to social media. Maybe they're not, uh, maybe they're binge watching things all night and not being able to wake up early to spend time with you. Maybe they're not spending any time with you. Maybe you've been knocking on their hearts and they know you're, they, they keep hearing your name. You're in the back of their mind, but they haven't been able to, uh, to talk back to you in prayer. Maybe they don't pray because they don't know how to pray. Father, I pray right now that you would just put something in them right now, whatever it is, that they would be able to see and feel exactly what it is that you are wanting them to remove out of their life so that they can become more consecrated and also more open to being used by you for whatever it is. Father, we know that we have an individual assignment and mission every day. And Father, we just want to come to you and we want to tell you that we want to be used in that area. 
Um, so Father, we just, we lift ourselves up to you. We open up ourselves as open vessels. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would go into every single one of their rooms, in their car, wherever they are. And I pray that you touch them right now. Allow them to feel your presence, Holy Spirit, right now. Go into their room and allow them to feel your presence right now. And Father, I just release this anointing on every single person, whatever it is that they're meant to do, whatever mission they have, whatever assignment they have. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, if they are a dancer, a singer, if they're a talker, whatever it is, if they're a mother, a stay-at-home mom, if they are um, going to the grocery store, and they just always want to pay for someone's groceries. Father, whatever their mission is, I pray that you would release that anointing onto them right now after that you, you give them these visions and these words of knowledge about things that they need to remove to continue to consecrate their lives. I pray that you would just give them that word of knowledge, give them that vision, whether it's now or it's later tonight in a dream. And I pray, Father, that you just allow me to release that anointing onto them right now so that they can continue to open up their themselves as a vessel to live their lives for you every day and remind us father every single day to die to ourselves help us pick up our crosses and help us to follow you and crucify our flesh every single day father we thank you so much for your holy spirit we thank you so much that there is no barriers with you. And so I am able to actually just pray with them right now. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter what time it is. You are right there in the midst of the words, traveling from my end to their end. And I thank you so much for that. I thank you so much because I know that you're already doing a mighty work. I don't care if there's only two people right now watching, one person, I don't care. Father, thank you so much because there's going to be more people that will watch later and they will receive the same blessing. So, Father, I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I literally have to go. I have to get on the Zoom call to do this deliverance in like five minutes. I love you guys and I pray that you were touched. I pray that you were able to just receive whatever it was that the Holy Spirit wanted to release to you. And I pray that you can just continue to wake up every day and just ask him in your prayers every single day, Lord, how do you want to use me? Again, I don't care if you have $5 and he wants to use $3. You got to give it to him. If it's financial, if it's uh, your home, if you can give a snack to somebody, whatever it is, you can be used. So love you guys and I hope you have a wonderful night.